So this week, I am sharing a really exciting announcement. And if you're listening live this week, I'm also bringing back one part of my three-part series on how to unlock the power of ChatGPT. And I'm doing both of these things because I just launched a new ChatGPT resource for nonprofits that I am so, so excited about. It's the nonprofit ChatGPT headquarters. So for those of you who are longtime listeners, you have heard me talk about ChatGPT before. I am really bought into this tool. It is not some fancy, super techie tool that needs to be built out and figured out. It should be as integrated into your workflow and as simple as Google Docs. It's a capacity builder and a time saver. And my goal is to make it easy for organizations, particularly small and growing organizations where time and money and capacity are really an issue to tap into the power of ChatGPT. If you aren't, you're leaving capacity on the table and I want to help you solve that problem. So I took the questions and the conversations that I've been having with nonprofits for the last really six or seven months and turned it into a concrete tool, which is one of my favorite things to do. The nonprofit ChatGPT headquarters is an all-in-one workspace that supports you at every phase of using ChatGPT in your workflow, from giving you ideas to giving you prompts that you can cut and paste right into ChatGPT, to giving you an already built out place to save and organize the prompts that you like, the personalities that you try, and all of the work that you do using ChatGPT. So, If you are still on the fence about ChatGPT, listen to this week's episode. If you're listening to a different episode and hearing this preview, head on over to this week's episode and get inspired. And when you're ready to take the next step and start saving you and your team hours of time and brain energy every week, you can head to brookrichiebabbage.com backslash ChatGPT dash HQ and grab the workspace. Enjoy. Hi, welcome to the Nonprofit Mastermind Podcast, where every week I do a deep dive into the strategies and mindset behind launching, scaling, and leading a high-impact nonprofit. I'm your host, Rick Ritchie Babbage. Working to make the world a more just and beautiful place is messy, complex, heart-wrenching, and ultimately deeply joyful and fulfilling work. And none of us can do it alone. That's why I started this podcast, this mastermind community, to hold space for and share the learnings and the questions and the grapplings and the actual concrete strategies that allow us to move our social impact work forward together. So welcome to the mastermind. I'm so glad you're here. So I want to talk about problem solving, problem solving and root causes and very specifically When something's not working how you want it to be working in your organization, there is tension on your staff, there's conflict with your board, you're not growing as quickly as you want to be growing, you can't quite get a handle on your donor communication, whatever the problem is. You want to find out how to get to the actual root of the problem, what's causing it, so that you know where to focus to solve it most efficiently and effectively. So I'm going to start with a story. 
I worked with a really amazing organizational leader last year who had experienced tremendous growth very quickly. And he reached out to me because he was feeling like his organization was having some growth pains and he couldn't figure out where they were coming from and where to focus to begin to solve some of the problems he was seeing. One of the biggest issues he was navigating was this very palpable, low simmering negativity on his staff. There were tensions in meetings that were getting in the way of decisions being made. He was getting pulled into a lot of small scale fires that his leadership team should actually have been able to handle. Staff was coming to him and to their managers really confused about the direction of the organization around sort of issues and points that he was pretty sure were clear and he couldn't quite figure out what the problem was. So when we first started talking, he felt like maybe he had the wrong staff for where the organization was going. He'd promoted a leadership team from internally and had initially felt really good about that. You know, it was a, a team that had all worked together to, to really get the organization off the ground. They knew each other really well. They were, it seemed to him, well-suited for the leadership team and within the organization, but he was feeling like maybe he had gotten that wrong. They weren't stepping into their leadership and they were leaving a lot on his plate. He was also really concerned about clarity of strategic direction, that somehow a lot of the questions that he was getting from staff seemed to be questions he thought he was answering about where the organization was going and what it was focusing on. And so there seemed to be a lot of confusion that he thought he was helping to resolve and it just kept sort of resurfacing. So over the course of our work, we were actually able to pinpoint and diagnose the true roots of the many problems and issues he was experiencing, which were not actually what he had anticipated. This organization had grown really quickly, like tripled its staff, tripled its budget in under a year. and. As a result, the executive director wasn't able to spend the time with his staff that he had when they were just starting out and just growing. Within a year, the nature of his relationship to the vast majority of people on his team had shifted dramatically. When they first started, when they were building and growing, he would be at every staff meeting. He was front and center at every rally, at every community town hall. And now his deputy played that role both internally and in large part externally. His director of grassroots advocacy held most of the community partnership relationships. It was absolutely the right direction for the organization and the executive director and those people in those roles to be moving, but it turned out it was creating a lot of turmoil. Looking at it and living it, he thought the problem was a structural one, the wrong people in the wrong roles. He thought perhaps the problem was also a strategic one. There was a lack of strategic clarity. And if he could just communicate this strategic vision and goals better, then the confusion would go away. What we found is that there were actually much deeper issues around shifts in the culture, shifts in cultural norms and expectations, shifts in how the team was working together generally and with him. There were unmet, unspoken expectations and feelings of loss. And what we found also were feelings of betrayal as the staff felt like they had less access to him and were being left behind. 
there were issues created by shifting authority and ownership to his leadership team and by changes in how information was being shared across teams and across sort of areas of work. There were very specific root causes. The tool that we used to unearth these root causes was the building blocks of organizational design audit tool, which at its core is really about the intentional choices or assessment around designing or understanding your organization's structure, culture, and processes. So when you're using the building blocks of organizational design tool in a forward-looking or growth-oriented way, you're talking about designing, building your organization from the ground up, making really intentional, deliberate choices about structure, compensation, information flow, how you meet culture, cultural norms, processes, etc. You can also, and this is what we're going to talk about today, use the organizational design tools to audit and assess existing structures, cultures, processes, norms, etc., to begin to unearth really targeted root causes of bigger challenges and problems that you're seeing. Now, just to back up for a minute, make sure everyone's on the same page. Every organization is made up of the same 10 core building blocks. Right? So when I talk about the building blocks of organizational design, I'm talking about these 10 sort of core elements. And you can organize these building blocks elements in different ways to address different challenges, to ask different questions, to build your organization and design your organization in different ways to position yourself for growth and stability in the future. The basic idea behind the whole concept of organizational design is that we don't build our organizations or grow our organizations or lead our organizations at 30,000 feet, right? Way high up over everything. Instead, we design them by being intentional about what's happening on the ground and then building up from there. That actually the organizations that we are part of, that we are stewarding, that we are leading are a combination of many tiny choices and decisions we make every day, every week, every month about who sits in which roles, how they will work together, how information will flow, how we will meet this month, who will put out which fire, who is accountable for what. And so being intentional about those choices and decisions, rather than sort of just making them on the fly, means that you are designing your organization in an intentional way. The organization is going to be designed either unintentionally by the sort of haphazard or unintentional combination of these building blocks, or it's going to be designed in a way that is a reflection of your values, is a reflection of how you and your team actually want to work together by being intentional, right? We make decisions as we move along and they add up to an organization that we are proud of. So what does all of this have to do with problem solving? How does this help with problem solving? And how did we use this tool with this organizational leader that I was talking about in my story? It relates to problem solving and helps with problem solving because you can diagnose a problem most effectively and accurately by notching down to examine and explore the most basic elements of your organization at a granular level to figure out where the problem is starting. 
Now I've created a great free tool that you can download all about this. It's called the Organizational Design Audit Tool. You can get it at richiebabbage.com backslash organizational design tool. And I also have a deeper dive into the entire framework in a past episode about organizational design. It's called how to design your organization in a way that you're proud of from the ground up. So that podcast episode actually goes pretty deep into what the building blocks are, how you can ask questions to shape the relationship between the building blocks in ways that um, really reflect how you want your organization to be designed and to grow. What I want to do today is actually just give you a concrete activity that you can do with your team to diagnose and address organizational challenges and tensions as they arise. So first, just going to name the building blocks. And like I said, I go through these in more depth in the podcast episode that I just mentioned. The 10 core building blocks, the sort of DNA of any organization are its purpose, its strategy, structure, right? team structure, org, board, what roles people have, where they sit, resources, how they are defined and how they flow into and out of the organization, meetings, how people actually work together, information and workflow, how it's shared, how it's defined, which directions it flows in, authority, who makes what decisions, who is accountable for what, compensation, and this is actually defined really expansively to not just include salary, but also to include some of the non-monetary ways that we demonstrate to our team and to the people that are helping to fuel our mission that they have value to the organization, how we compensate them for the value that they provide. Some of that may be monetary and some of it isn't and being intentional about that. Culture and norms is the ninth one, how we work together, our expectations, needs, and promises, needs from one another and promises to one another. And then mastery and innovation. And that's very much about how you maintain a culture of learning, of failing forward. And I talk about this in some other podcasts. I'm going to be talking about this particular one, failing forward, in some podcasts coming up. How you um, make sure that you and your team are growing and development, growing and developing. So often issues of professional development will fall into this box. So purpose, strategy, structure, resources, meetings, information and workflow, authority, compensation, culture and norms, and mastery and innovation. And in the tool that I mentioned, the organizational design audit tool, it explains each of these and provides some questions to guide you through figuring out how they show up in your organization. RichieBabbage.com backslash organizational design tool. Now, there are two ways that you can use these building blocks to solve problems. For both of these, you want to start by making sure everyone is on the same page about what each building block means. So you can use the audit tool as a starting point to have those conversations. Next, you can conduct an audit. Basically, this involves gathering your whole team, your board, key stakeholders, anyone who has insight into the organization, and you go box by box or building block by building block. And you ask these questions. How are we currently doing things with respect to this box or this building block? Right? How are we currently compensating people? How are we currently meeting? How are we currently defining and sharing strategy across the organization or through our stakeholders? 
How is information currently flowing within the organization and to outside stakeholders, partners, donors, et cetera, right? How are we currently doing things? Second, how do we want to be doing things? What does an ideal compensation structure look like? Ideally, who's getting what information and how? And then finally, how are these two aligned or misaligned? How is how we're doing things and how we want to be doing things matching up? And that's a really robust audit. If you go box by box, you will absolutely unearth areas where there is friction, where there is tension, where there are gaps and misalignments. You will also unearth points of alignment that you and your team may not have been aware of that you can lean into. So you can ask yourself, is our structure, our way of approaching mastery and failure, how we meet, how we demonstrate value working for us? Is it aligned with how we want to be as a team? And then in bringing these misalignments into alignment, you are designing more intentionally, right? The second way you can use this tool as a problem-solving tool, and actually, let me say one other thing about this first way. It's really exciting to identify points of alignment, but the problem-solving part of it is where you identify tensions and points of misalignment, right? You identify areas where there's friction, where things are not actually going in the direction or working in the way you want them to be working. And what that does is provide a nice structured opportunity for discussion, conversation, and planning as a team to bring that box or that building block back into alignment. Really great structured conversations, targeted conversations, not about how are we feeling about the organization, but how are we feeling about who holds authority and in what way? Oh, we're not actually feeling great about this or the folks who are not on the leadership team have a really different experience of authority than the people who are on the leadership team. Let's talk about that. Let's figure out how we want to define authority, how we want to share authority. Let's be intentional about it. So that's how you are unearthing tensions and problems and addressing them one building block at a time. So now the second way. The second way you can use this tool is as a pointed diagnostic tool. So the first is a broader scale audit. The second is instead of going box by box or building block by building block, and box by box will make more sense when you see the tool because they're organized as boxes on a, on a page. Instead of going building block by building block, you start more broadly with the question, hey guys, where do you feel like we're experiencing tension or friction? You could ask, where are we not aligned with our values? Where are you feeling tension in your relationship to this organization? Now, your pointed questions will be shaped by the nature of your inquiry. What's the thing you're trying to address, right? Do you feel like there's tension on the team? Where do you think it's coming from? You can always ask more broadly, where where are you experiencing tension? The key is that you start with a broad question and then each person identifies the boxes in which they feel there is tension. Now, going back to the beginning when I said it's really important that everyone's on the same page about what each building block means, definitions become really important here so that if you know three people identify feeling or articulate feeling tension in the area of compensation, you want to make sure that they all are talking about compensation in the same way or thinking about compensation in the same way. 
So you ask the broad question and then people use, you know, post-it notes or tiny little sticker dots or X's or, you know, initials, however they identify, they locate the places the building blocks around which they feel tension. I don't feel like we're nailing compensation. I am feeling really weird about our culture. And you see where there's resonance around areas of tension, great areas of tension, lots of agreement, hey, there's some tension here, and focus your energy there. You can also see where there are outliers. Oh, two thirds of our team identified tension here and this other third didn't what's the difference right are there structural differences that explain that are there cultural differences that explain that so that's ultimately how we worked with the organization i was telling you about what bubbled to the surface was when we used the tool as a sort of diagnostic tool we said there's a lot of tension brewing people are not feeling amazing about being part of this organization Let's have a conversation about how we're defining these building blocks and then spend a bit of time locating the sources of your discomfort, of your tension, of your displeasure. And what bubbled to the surface was that the root cause of the growing tension, like I said, wasn't a problem with structure. Who held which role, who had been promoted, the leadership team was fantastic. It was about the shifts that were happening in the organization's culture and norms. They needed to be named and engaged with as a team so that they could move forward together. Now, ultimately, this is a powerful leadership and cultural alignment tool. I highly recommend adding something like this, this type of organizational design framework as an audit or diagnostic tool to your leadership arsenal. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of the Nonprofit Mastermind Podcast. If you liked this podcast, I would also love for you to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you think that what we talk about here could benefit another leader in your life, please share with your friends. Finally, if you'd like more leadership in your life, you can sign up for my weekly five-minute read, Leadership Forward 321 newsletter. I send articles, resources, and inspiration every week curated around a leadership theme to help you lead your nonprofit better. You can sign up at richiebabbage.com backslash Leadership Forward 321. That's it for this week. Thank you for joining me, and I'll see you back here next week for more Mastermind.